Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good afternoon, evening, or morning. This is your old Uncle Mosh with Raiders Fan Radio, and you are in for a treat. Sit back and get ready to listen to one of the most insanely knowledgeable people you will ever meet talk about our beloved Raiders. Another episode coming your way of Silver and Black Flashback by Rich Schmelter, the author of the Raiders Encyclopedia. As always, thank you so much, Uncle Mosh, for that awesome intro to Silver and Black Flashback. And I hope to keep on earning that praise you give me. And never to be left out is my man Murph, the host of the greatest Raiders podcast out there. Thanks so much for the great opportunity you give me to be a part of Raiders Fan Radio, as well as having the chance to be a part of a network that helps out so many through the One Nation Foundation that benefits Raiders-related charities. Also, I cannot thank you enough for saying such awesome things about my new book, Championship Diary, about our Raiders Super Bowl XVIII victory. If you get a chance, Raider Nation, check it out on Amazon or go to the link provided on Murph's show. And to Murph's co-hosts, Swag, Jeff, and Michelle, and all of the Silver and Black faithful listening around the world, I am proud as hell to bring you stories of the people and moments that help make our Raiders history so damn glorious. And with all that being said, why not get on with this? Our time together once again on Silver and Black Flashback and a road trip with the Oklahoma Raiders. That's right, the Oklahoma Raiders. Now, before saying bad things about me, All will be revealed later on, I promise. But for now, trust me, Raider Nation, for one brief moment in time, clear across the country, the Oklahoma Raiders were real, at least in the minds of some folks in the New England area. So, all right, are we ready? Let's get on with the show. Now, we all know that our Raider Nation is the greatest fan base in all of sports. And hell, that doesn't mean just in the United States, but worldwide. How great is that? Yes, the incredible logo that represents our silver and black empire is proudly worn and displayed all over the world, 
all thanks to the legendary players and coaches that helped make the Raiders such a success. Yes, our Raiders might be known and loved by millions around the globe, but back in the summer of 1960, well, not so much, if at all. It was the team's first year of existence in a new league without much attention given to them outside of Oakland, California. And hell, even in their hometown of Oakland, they were still not known all that much. And clear across the country, thousands of miles away from California, the interest was, well, to put it mildly, non-existent. And no better way to explain this is to tell the story of one of the Raiders' early road trips. After the first three preseason games in 1960 were played in Northern California, the Raiders headed outside of the Golden State for the first time in their history. On August 24th, they beat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo to even their preseason record at two wins and two losses. It was then time to wrap up the exhibition season with the game against the Boston Patriots on Sunday, August 28th in Amherst, Massachusetts, some 92 miles west of downtown Boston. Traveling from San Francisco to Buffalo went off perfectly. Not so bad at all for a new team and a new league on its first trip away from home. Then things got weird. The trip from Buffalo to Boston started off bad. For it seemed that the Raiders' travel agent had consumed just a wee bit too much of alcoholic beverages in New York. And due to this, no schedule was arranged for the team's travels to Boston. Or so the team thought. Well, our Raiders forged ahead with the trip, not having any idea where the hell they were supposed to stay or practice. The only thing that the team did know was that they were supposed to play a game in Amherst, Massachusetts. After getting off the airplane, the only thing the team knew that there were buses waiting for them. That was the good news. The bad news was that the bus drivers did not have any idea where to take the players. Improvisation quickly became the order of the moment as head coach Eddie Erdzelatz told the bus driver to stop in an ugly-ass hotel in Holyoke, Massachusetts. The coach and a handful of players got off the bus and went into the hotel lobby. Erdelatz asked if there were any rooms for 50 or so people, and the desk clerk jumped at the offer. He said, hell yes, nobody ever stays here. Oh, that's just great. Well, so far, Raider Nation, does this not sound like the beginning of some low-budget horror movie shown at drive-ins? I believe the answer would be a strong yes. Sure, check right on in, but some of you might not survive. Seriously, isn't everyone getting a creepy horror flick vibe over this? But fear not, my Raider faithful. Our Raiders all did survive their stay in this freak fest bed and breakfast. It did not take long to realize why nobody ever stayed there. The weather was staggering hot in the area, and all the rooms had no air conditioning. The only relief from the heat were ceiling fans. Now, adding to the muggy, sticky feeling that the players felt was the fact that the food was awful, as if that was going to be a surprise. But after eating the worst lunch possible, Coach Erdelatz was not going to let his team's digestive systems suffer any longer. That night, he piled the players into the bus and paid for dinners himself at an Italian restaurant. Obviously, he had to pay for the feast himself, 
because the Raiders had no expense account to dip into. Heck, they were just hoping to be able to pay the players. The following day, the team still had no idea where they were supposed to be staying or hold a practice session. Once again, the coach improvised and found a baseball field to hold a practice on. The players used the public restrooms for a locker room, and the trainer, George Anderson, lined the players up outside on the grass to tape up ankles. So far, nothing strange about this, right? Oh, here comes the strange part, folks. For most of the players getting taped were wearing nothing but jock straps at the time. Could you imagine people passing by witnessing a group of 50 grown men all standing around wearing only jock straps in a public park? Nowadays, it would be looked at as a wild flash mob or maybe the making of a music video. But back then, one can only imagine the thoughts going through the minds of the good people of Holyoke, Massachusetts. Eventually, the team got dressed and started practicing. A short time later, a crowd began to gather to watch the practice. And at that point, the Raiders might have thought that the crowd was interested in a professional football team working out in their area. What a rush that must have felt like, right? They probably were ready to have some time to sign autographs and take pictures with the gathering. Not even close, Raider Nation. For after about an hour of practice, the Holyoke police showed up to kick the Raiders off the field because a Little League baseball game was about to start. And that was the reason for the crowd watching. They wanted to get started with the important sports activities going on like Little League Baseball. In the end, they did not care at all about the Raiders' practice session. Could you imagine that happening today? If the Raiders held a practice session at a local park, the news would make all the sports media outlets around the world, and a horde of fans would be gathered around waiting for autographs and photo ops. But in 1960, the Holyoke Little Leaguers proved to be the alpha dogs that chased away a professional football team. Finally, it was game day, and the team drove toward Amherst where the game was to be played. When the Raiders arrived, people there asked where the team had been because they were expected two days earlier. The Raiders were supposed to have stayed in nice, comfortable new dorm rooms, and the cafeteria was reserved just for them. And they even had a field for the Raiders to use for practice. Hey, guess that travel agent that partied way too much in New York forgot to tell the team about these accommodations. Oops. Major mistake. At this point, the players started to feel damn good about themselves, thinking that maybe, just maybe, they were being treated like a group of professional football players. They were quickly jolted back to reality when they saw a big banner put up by the good people of Amherst that boldly read, Welcome, Oklahoma Raiders! Well, they were close. Both Oakland and Oklahoma began with an O. The Raiders then ended their 1960 preseason schedule with a 28-14 loss in front of a whopping crowd of 3,500 people. Okay, maybe I highly exaggerated the whopping crowd comment. In fact, this proved to be the smallest crowd to ever watch a Raiders exhibition game. And so ended the brief existence of the Oklahoma Raiders, forever frozen in time in Amherst, Massachusetts. And with that, our time together is over on another episode of Silver and Black Flashback. 
And I can't wait to get back with everyone once again next time to share another story from our beloved and colorful history. It is now time for me to dish out some respect to some great people. First up is a good friend loaded with talent. Sherry Snyder is a fellow author that wrote an incredible book about one of early Hollywood's wildest stars. Raider Nation, if any of you are classic film fans, Sherry's project is one you just have to check out. Go to Amazon and look up Barbara Lamar. The last name is capital L-A and then capital M-A-R-R. And the book is called The Girl Who Was Too Beautiful for Hollywood. Excellent piece of Hollywood history. Also, to Raider Nation fans listening in Los Angeles, Sherry is going to be performing a one-woman show about Barbara Lamar on Wednesday, October 18th at La Venta Inn on the Palos Verde Peninsula from 4 to 6.30 p.m. Trust me, folks, Barbara Lamar's life was wild, and Sherry brings it to life like no other can. And Sherry is also going to be a part of the Hollywood Forever Cemetery Living History Tour on Sunday, October 15th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Hollywood Forever is one of the most cherished burial grounds for many of Hollywood's biggest stars, and it is located at 6000 Santa Monica Boulevard in Los Angeles. Sherry, you are the best, and I am so proud to call you my friend. And to Forrest, so glad you checked out Beach Babes from Beyond. And remember, there is a part two. And finally, to Debbie H. Thanks for always listening and enjoying the show, Cuddles. All right, my silver and black faithful. I love and thank you all for listening. What an awesome family we have. And now, all together, loud and proud, let's bring this one home. And how do we do it? With four simple words. So, ready. One, two, three. Let me hear it, Matt, Bruce, and Bamba. Here we go. Love you, Raider Nation. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.